It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I'm already talked about the, the wonderful work that's done at the APC Microbiome Research Centre in UCC. It's a remarkable place, doing remarkable work. And their latest piece of research is telling us, or telling them, that microbiomes in your gut are... Effect are, have a different effect on pain in men and women. I'm probably making a complete hames of describing that. So let's get on. Dr. Siobhan O'Mahony has been on this research team. So gut, but gut bacteria, Siobhan, are determining your pain threshold. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, PJ? Very well, thank you. Is that is that it's, it summed up? It is. It is, yes. Because it sounds too simple to, I, to be true. No, 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 no. And that's actually a skill if you want to know, we often have to summarize our research uh, kind of in one or two taglines to kind of, you know, get the point across to, to the public as well. Um, because that's the, the main goal is to kind of, you know, increase awareness about our type of research. And, you know, we're getting funded by the government as well. So we do need to get our, our research across in understandable ways as well and how it will help people. So, no, that was perfect. Mm, thank <laughs> you. So women then and men have different pain thresholds because of the yes. activities in their gut. Yes, absolutely. So um, lots of pain syndromes are more prevalent in women. And I suppose research has really focused, all different types of research has focused on men for so many years, for lots of different types of reasons, or males for, for, for many years. It's easier to do research in males. And the, the very fact is that, um, of course, the menstrual cycle exists in females and women. And changes in your hormones over the menstrual cycle are linked to changes in our pain and also linked to changes in our gut bacteria as well. So my own research um, for many years as well, also, I was also guilty of, of the fact of focusing on, on men for the fact that it's more expensive sometimes to carry out research if you're including women because we have to take into account the menstrual cycle and you'd often have to sample like we did over three time points of the of the cycle to make sure that you capture you know the changes or the fluctuations in pain threshold or in the microbiome i've often heard it said siobhan that if if men had had the first baby there'd never have been a second one does, does that have anything to do with this women's pain threshold? Is it naturally high because of what they've got to do? 
Well, I think childbirth is a very different experience yeah. as well. So when I talk about pain syndromes, I'm probably, you know, referring to the pathological situations, okay. Okay. you know, fibromyalgia, arthritic pain, lower back pain or neuropathic, whilst childbirth itself, of course, is is and can be excruciating. Um, but you get a baby in the end. Um, and I suppose that type of pain is quite different right. to, to pathological pain where you know maybe damage is, is occurring and if you move, you're going to hurt yourself more. Yeah. Whilst during childbirth, every pain is closer sure. to your baby. So while women do have a very high threshold with regard to certain types of pain, yeah. such as pain during, during labour, for example, and I suppose we don't have the comparison in males and maybe males could, could cope Brilliantly, but with that type of pain, women have a higher or have a higher threshold, which means they're able to cope better. So, what mm-hmm. kind of things have you actually found, and to what use can they be put, as it were? So, we found, I suppose, at a very basic level, that wasn't really shown in this kind of population before. So, this is a healthy population, and we showed that men and women have a different microbiome. A different and women have a different microbiome at different stages of their cycle. So whilst there has been some research showing that you're going adult hormones, which are your sex hormones, and we know they're different between males and females, um, this it wasn't clearly outlined which differences were existing in, in the bowel. So at a very basic level, we identified differences between men and women um, in their gut microbiome, showing that this is, these are driven by our hormones and we do need to pay attention to them. Then we also showed then, so the experiment we actually carried out was we brought males in once into the clinic and then we brought females in three times over their menstrual cycle over over a month, for example. We took a blood sample, we took a fecal sample, which is how poo, so which is how you actually uh, measure someone's gut microbiome. You take a poo sample uh, and then you run it through something called 16 S sequencing and that'll tell you which bacteria are basically there. And then we also wanted to interrogate this access called the brain-gut microbiome access. Mm-hmm. And within that access, then, your immune system, your hormonal system and your nervous system allow for your brain and your gut to actually communicate. So we also found differences at different parts of this access between males and females. And we found that the pain threshold was lower in females. So what this actually means is, this was going forward for, for how we can, I suppose, help and pain syndromes is that we know now that we can efficiently target the gut microbiome to reduce potentially those microbes that are leading to pain syndromes. So your bacteria within your bowel are very clever. They are really, I suppose, work with us as a host on a symbiotic level. So they can work with us and make us happy and maintain our well-being, but they can also produce substances that lead to inflammation. So trying to, I suppose, um, modulate the microbiome either with diet or probiotics or prebiotics, which feed the good bugs, Uh is a potential for pain reduction going forward. So so I was coming to that question. So does this suggest that down the road we could actually control a chronic pain condition through diet? Absolutely. Now, I also want to point out that it's not just your microbes, of course, that are associated with pain. I've mentioned the stress system, which is your main, your main, um, you have a hormonal system that controls our stress and our coping abilities as well. And our bacteria are very much able to control that too. So by kind of modulating the microbiome in the gut, we can reduce those bacteria associated with inflammation and pain, but also increase the bacteria that are associated with stress coping. So stress and pain 
again have this very cyclical relationship. So what we really want to do is modulate the microbiome to reduce your stress, increase your coping with everyday pain, for example. So pain is a very complex phenomenon as well. So we need to target different systems. So both the stress system and the gut microbiome being targeted can potentially reduce pain syndromes in the future, yes. There's an awful lot of exciting things being discovered up there over the... I remember the first time that they started to do um, brain and gut connections there. John Cryan, back in the early days, started to do it. I mean, the stuff that you... you It's it's, uh, like... Could this, for example, here's a question coming in, could this be yeah. helpful for people who suffer from the likes of um, IB, IBD, irritable bowel? Yes, yes, absolutely. So irritable bowel syndrome is is going to refer to as a functional bowel disorder. And that's kind of even tough for people that, I think it's a tough phrase for people that are suffering from irritable bowel because it's a very real pain. Mm. So the type of pain I studied in, in the, the paper you're talking about is somatic pain, which is pain from your outside body, so your, your muscles and so on. But irritable bowel syndrome is pain from your gut, so your viscera. Mm. So you can't actually pinpoint it or target it or even if you go to the doctor you can't show it's the doctor there. where that pain is so it's very yeah it's very difficult to treat syndrome yes absolutely so studies have tried to identify which bacteria are altered or potentially increased or decreased in ibs patients and it's also more prevalent in women as well so diet manipulations and probiotics could definitely be a potential for irritable bowel syndrome going forward but there haven't been any definitive ones on the market just yet. Like we do need to do more investigations because it's a complex disorder. But yes, some people manage their symptoms very well with their diet. I see. All right. Siobhan, thank you very much. Fascinating research all the time coming out of APC Microbiome Ireland. Quartz 96 FM.